Hey guys, so the Purpose series will continue next month, um, but this month God put something on my heart that needs to be addressed. Um, he told me that a lot of people feel disconnected from him, and he told me that there are people who know of him. Um, they know what people say about him, but they don't truly know him. Some people have questions that they have about God, but they haven't asked God. Questions like, is God even real? Or does he care about me? Some people have been hurt in the church, like myself, and have taken it out on God or just flat out walked away from God, which is also something that I did for a period of time. Others have experienced loss after loss and have become so disappointed with God that they believe God is real. They know that God is real, but they have, but they don't have any faith that he's going to do what he said he was going to do. And then there are some people that want a relationship with God. They know that he is real and they want to get to know him, um, but their feet are stuck and they can't come closer to him. They feel God pulling at their heart, but there's something that keeps them from leaving it all behind and pursuing them. So they see God from a distance and they experience God from behind the gate. And after God told me this, I was like, okay, God, well, what you want me to do? <laughs> you want me to brag? What you want me to do? And he showed me the word encounter. And then it clicked and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what's needed. An encounter is needed. And the only reason why I know that an encounter is needed is because I went through each one of these things myself. So each one of the categories of people that I just mentioned, I went through each stage of that with God. And each time it was only an encounter with him that got me through it. So as a child, I grew up in the church, but I didn't know him. All I knew about God was what somebody told me, either my granny or my mom or my dad. And I even had some experiences with the Holy Spirit a few times in church. But the funny thing about the spiritual world is because it's invisible, it's easy to just deny its existence because we can't see it. We can't feel it. We can't touch it. And so a lot of times we'll just chalk that up to a coincidence. And so that's what I did. Shortly after that, I started to doubt if God was real. And honestly... I like the idea of God not being real because there was no accountability. And I could do whatever I wanted to do because if God isn't real, then there is no heaven or hell. And I could just live my life because after life, there's death and we just rot in the grave. I don't have to worry about afterlife because it doesn't exist. And I like that idea. And one day... Um, I was sitting in my room, and I was just thinking in my head some things about God and some of the things in my life, and I just started to question certain things, and I didn't really even question it out loud. It was in my spirit. I was just 
thinking it over and over in my head and just kind of reasoning within myself. And I remember asking God to show me if he was real. And at that point, um, I didn't even know how he was going to show me that he was real. I just believed that if he was real, then he would show me. And a couple months later, he did end up showing me in a way that was undeniable. And he showed me through another person. It was a prophet. Um, She was a prophet. And she was telling me things that only a supreme being could know. A, A supreme being that could hear everything and know everything and who knew me intimately would know. Because the things that she was telling me um, were things that I either said when nobody else was around or I just thought in my head. But she knew it all and she was telling me it all. Um, Things that I had written in my diary, things that I had said in my head, feelings that I felt, she knew it all. There was no way that she could know it. And so I knew then that, and I hadn't met this woman before, um, but even if she did, these were not things like that were common knowledge or that you would even know um, being friends with somebody. These were in my private time, in my quiet time, when it was just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no way for her to know this. And in that moment, I was like, okay, God has to be real because that's the only way, the only way that she would know these things, the things that I think and I don't say, the things that I feel and I don't even know how to say, she knew and she could pinpoint it. And it blew my mind because not only did she know it, but she said it out loud in front of the whole church. And that's the funny thing about asking God to verify that he's real. He will do it. He will do it for you today if you ask him. But just be prepared because when he does it, he's going to do it in a way that cannot be denied and the world will be able to see and test to it. So just be prepared for that. And of course, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know. Um, So it was a little bit embarrassing, but overall, it just restored my faith in something that I had been questioning for so long. It was like, okay, God is real. Um, And then as I got older, I was in a church for a long time, and um, I was heavily active in the church. I was on the usher board, the choir. I did the transparencies. Back in the day, they didn't have the the screens that showed the words. You had to put up transparencies. If anybody has been in school since, I mean, I mean, been in church since they were babies, you would know what I'm talking about. They had transparencies like on an overhead. And we had to put that up on the screen for praise and worship so people knew the words to the song because we didn't have hymnals. Um, I did uh, praise and worship, um, which was the choir. I did that. Um, Any and everything I did. Oh, and then I taught Sunday school, started doing that, like heavily in the church. My whole family was heavily in the church. And then some events happened. Um, And we ended up being basically ostracized from the church. Nobody um, wanted to have anything to do with us. A a few people would, but the pastor, um, 
and some of the church members, they just kind of turned and didn't want to have anything to do with us, um, which was difficult. And I did not take it well. I always, up and up to that point, I had always associated God with church. So, and it really hurt me um, because I always associated God with church. To me, they weren't separate. They were the same thing. And I felt like if the people in the church hurt me, then God had something to do with it. And so I remember I was telling God, I was like, forget you and your people. I'm done. And I meant it. And I walked away from God and the things of God for about three years, a little over three years. And I just lived my life. I did whatever I wanted to do. I knew that God was real. It wasn't like before where I doubted God, so I did what I wanted to do. It was like, I know that God is real, but I don't want no parts. I don't want no parts. If that's how God is going to do things, I don't want to be involved. So for the next three years, um, um, the next three years happened to be most of my college, so um, that combined with my attitude probably wasn't the best thing. I ended up getting into a lot of things that probably weren't the best for me, Um, but even though I didn't deal with God, even though I didn't pray and I didn't want any parts of God, and people would ask me to go to church, and I'd be like, church? What What is that? I'm going to sleep. Leave me alone. Um... I he still looked after me. He still protected me. There were several instances, um, two to be exact, where I either should have died or gone to jail. And he protected me um, without me even asking. He looked out for me um, during that time. And slowly but surely, um, he started leading me back to him. It was my, I want to say my junior or my senior year of college that I started to, he started to make me more aware of the spiritual world and that nothing on earth exists without a spiritual root and how, because in my mind, I had walked away from God, so there were there was a gray not everything was the enemy. Not everything was God. There was this gray that, you know, that I lived in, this gray bubble that I lived in that wasn't necessarily good, but it wasn't necessarily bad. So it was okay. And God revealed it to me that the things that I thought were okay, the things that I thought were normal because they said that it was normal, um, they mean like the world said that it was normal, that he began to reveal to me that it, in fact, was not normal. (laughs) It was not his will for my life, and oftentimes that it was sent from the enemy. Um, Things like horoscopes, um, things 
like um, certain music. Um, I just thought, you know, it's just cool. It's just different. You know, it was spiritual-esque, you know. But I was like, mm, it's probably not a bad thing. It's probably just, you know, whatever. And I had no idea um, the doors that I was opening to the enemy. And he revealed that to me. He showed me um, certain, he was like, you know, the reason why you think this way is because you listen to this. Or the reason why this is happening is because you've been doing this and it's opened certain doors to certain spirits. And it wasn't in a condemning way. It was in a loving way. Like, hey, I know you don't want this for your life, but this is what this is doing. And for him to have shown me that in a time where I had literally told him I wanted nothing to do with him, it blew me away because it was like, who are you that would do that for me when I wanted no parts of nothing that you were offering? Literally nothing. And you still wake me up. You still, you know, watch over me and take care of me. You feed me. I was in college. I was broke. He still made sure I was taken care of. Bless me. And I literally don't want nothing to do with you. And that was the turning point. It was like, okay, I need to find out about this God, you know, because he doesn't move like how I think he should move. He doesn't do things the way I would do things. And I want to know why. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's in it for him? Because there has to be a catch. There has to be something. Because that's where my mind was. There has to be something. Why? Why? Why are you doing this? And I started just reading the the Bible, um, which in previous, like, this wasn't the first time I read the tried to read the Bible. But this was um, probably the most successful because up until that point, I I could not focus. I could not read more than maybe a chapter without falling asleep, like out. And I'm talking about like the deep, comatose, snoring and slobbering type sleep. Every single time I crack that thing open, I'd be out within like five minutes. But this time was different. So I started um, reading Genesis from the beginning. And because I went to Sunday school, there were certain things that I already knew, but I read it anyway. And I just began to find out about God's character, who he is, and his, his sense of humor, and his personality. Things that nobody told me. Like, nobody told me God had a personality. Nobody told me he had a sense of humor. I had to find that for myself. And the more that I read about him, the more that I wanted to know, the more that I wanted to be around. And it just came to this point of where I just wanted him and nothing else because I had been in the world. I had done everything I could do and I still wasn't satisfied. Literally, I mean, it would take me all day to talk about the things that I used to do in search of happiness or what I thought would make me happy, what I thought would be the thing that fulfilled me. And it wasn't until I found God that I found that. 
And I'm not talking about like God, like religion. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking I found a church and I started to live right and things started to change. No, I found God and I still was not living right at the time. There were still things that I was doing that were not right. But God still, I had a true encounter with him and that moment changed my life. It was like, what is this? This love, and, and, and when you encounter God, you encounter his love. And it's not a love that you would have ever experienced before because there's no human on this earth that could love you the way that God loves you. We're not capable of loving on our own the way that God loves us. And so it was literally like he had covered me in his love, and it surrounded me. Like, when I tell you, it would... Like, there's still some days where, like, I, I'm i like, oh, I want that old thing back. Because it was like a honeymoon period. It was just like, oh, God, you're awesome. I used to wake up every day singing to him. Like, the sun looked different. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mood was different. It was just, I was in, that, that was it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was in love. I still am in love, but it's different. It was like that new, new thing. It was just like, oh, my gosh. This is this is something that I don't ever want to let go of. And so he had answered the question about did he love me? He had answered the question about him being real. He had looked after me even when I walked away from him. Even after dealing with the church hurt, he made it aware and apparent to me that he is not the church, though he loves the church, though it is something that he created. He is not the church and he is not all. I want to say he's not always responsible, but for the most part, he's not responsible for what certain people do in the church. That that's a person that's not God. And he made that separation so clear to me and he healed me from my church hurt. And so the next category I believe is loss. So people who have experienced loss, either a tremendous, one tremendous loss or just loss after loss after loss. It just feels like you can't win and you've just been fighting for the longest time. And I'm talking about where either the loss that you're suffering the 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 isolated loss that you're suffering um through is literally you're you're not living you're just suffering through it you're waking up every day just trying to get through the day or you're going lost through loss through loss through loss through loss and you're just trying to find the end of the tunnel um i want to talk about that now so I've experienced a lot of loss in my life, but the tremendous loss was the loss of my father when my father passed. Um, For a lot of reasons, because in my mind, my father was Superman, and I just never, I knew that it was going to come because, you know, life isn't forever, and there is another part of life that we have to experience after death, but I just, I thought that I had more time with him. I had... I would have bet all my money saying that we had X amount of years left, but we didn't. Um, so that was 
a tremendous loss for that reason. But it was also a tremendous loss because I that was the first time I really fought in the spirit for something. So when I say fought, for those of you who don't know what I mean, I didn't like, I wasn't fighting like shadow boxing. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was me praying and fasting. And it was literally a time like when my father, he had been sick and I was taking care of him for about a year. But in October, he got admitted to the hospital and things were not looking good. Like it, it got bad quick. And I remember just praying and the sun would go down and the sun would come up and I was still praying. I never knew that my spirit could do that. I never knew that my body could do that. But I was just praying, praying and professing, play, praying and claiming, reading everything on healing, reading all the scriptures on healing, just devouring that stuff like, oh, yeah, just speaking it like, oh, my father's healed, praying in tongues, just praying and believing, going to sleep with the Bible in the bed, waking up, reading the scripture, going right back to sleep, confessing things in my sleep. It was intense. I had never experienced that before. And it was to the point of where it felt like I was experiencing life through heaven's eyes. It, I told my mom and I couldn't explain it, but it was I was so sure that my father was going to live that I was walking around and seeing things, like physically seeing things through heaven's eyes. So even when the, I would go and they would tell me this, that, and the third, or I would read in his report this, that, and the third, I was like, nope, because God says this. Nope, because I saw my father healed. Like it wasn't like, oh, I hope, you know, Lord willing. No, it was like I saw my father healed. Couldn't nobody tell me otherwise. And then he passed. And it was like devastating, not only because that was that was my my best friend. It wasn't I mean, that was a loss in and of itself um, for any daddy's girl that loses their their father. That that is um, it's a loss. You do. You feel different without your father, especially if you had a close relationship with them. But it was a tremendous loss for me because that was the first time I stood on God's word. That was the first time that I believed God for something big and it didn't happen. And I took it extremely hard. Of course, um, I took it out on God. I don't want to say of course, but um, as you begin to know me, you'll realize like that was something that I, I, me and God are still working on. Because if something happens for the longest time, I would just take it out on him. Um, because I just felt like, you know, you're all-knowing, you're all-powerful, you should have did this, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't do it. So I was like, okay, well. And I remember telling God this. I was in the kitchen one day. <laughs> and I said, I'm not even going to pray to you no more. I said, because if I pray to you and you just going to do what you want to do anyways, we could just skip that. You know what I'm saying? Just pretend like I prayed and you just do what you want to do. I'm done. And this time I, I I did walk away from God. I separated myself from God. But it wasn't like before because before um, I walked away for a longer period of time. It was around three years, just over three years. And I was doing whatever I wanted to do. Whereas this time I walked away from God, but I was still pursuing righteous things. 
Like I didn't just go and do what I wanted to do. Um, And slowly but surely, I ended up walking back to him. Because when you have an encounter with God, a true encounter with God, and and you have a relationship with him, it's just like having a relationship with your mom or your sister, your brother, or your significant other or your friends. It's hard to just walk away from that. Like once that love is there, it's hard to just walk away. So I remember coming back to God and I was just like, okay, God, (laughs) I realize I can't just leave you like that, but I don't want to be bothered with you. And I don't know why. And I think that that's always the, my approach to God has always benefited me in terms of receiving a true encounter with him. Because if you're genuine with God, He's going to be genuine with you and you're going to have a genuine encounter. And so I I talk to God just like I would talk to my spouse, but I don't have a spouse, but just like I would talk to somebody that I'm in a relationship with, somebody who knows me intimately. So I tell God what's on my heart and I don't come disrespectful, but I don't hold no bars either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like I just put it out there. And so I was like, I don't want to be bothered with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't trust you for real. Um, you let me down and I'm trying to move past it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to pray. Every time I pick up my Bible, I can't do it because every time I would open my Bible, I would read it. And I was reading the, the, the disciples at the time. So, you know, Jesus was healing everybody. And I remember one time I picked up my Bible and it was like, and Jesus healed them all. And I just slammed that thing shut. I was like, but you didn't do it for my father. You didn't do it. You did not do it. And I just got up and walked away. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't trying to hear any of that. And I told God, I was like, I don't know how we're going to get past this. I want to. I just don't know how. But show me what's in the way. Show me why I can't move past this. And he told me in that moment, he said, disappointment. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pray and I want you to help me to get rid of the disappointment. And it's extremely hard to get rid of disappointment in God by yourself. That's not something that you can do on your own. Um, You have to take it to him and you have to ask God for revelation. You have to ask him you know, what happened? I was thinking you were going to do this. You told me you were going to do this. Why didn't it happen? And just be plain with him. And God will tell you. So in this instance with my father, I told him, I was like, how did I miss this, Lord? You said you heal everybody, but you didn't heal my father. And God told me in the most humbling way. I'm going to tell you guys exactly what he said. So I was sitting at the the kitchen table and I was talking to him and he was like, if my father passed on November 5th, yeah, my father passed on November 5th, 2011. And he said, well, if, if your father would have, if the date was going to be November 5th, regardless, would you have wanted him to pass any other way? And I told him, no, I said that the, the, the way he passed, that wasn't a problem. It was that he passed. And he was like, okay. So 
I need for you to know that he needed to believe that I would rescue him in his time of need more than you needed him to be alive. And that shook me because God knows everything. He knew things that my father was thinking and praying about that he didn't tell anybody, not even my mother. My father wanted to go because he was in pain and he had been sick for so long that he didn't see himself in any other way and he was ready to go. And if I had not brought that to God, if I had not brought my disappointment to God and literally asked God like, yo, (laughs) what happened here? You dropped the ball. If I had not brought that to him, if I did not have an encounter with him on that situation, I would have still been disappointed. I would have still allowed, excuse me, I would have still allowed that disappointment to interfere in our relationship in a greater capacity than it than it had that would have been detrimental to our relationship we would not have been able to move past that but God told me specifically what happened he told me specifically why he allowed it he didn't take my father from me and he made that very clear why he allowed my father to come home and my mother confirmed that by things that she told me that God had told her and so A lot of times when it comes to loss, um, and I just think about the story of Job, when we're going through things, we take it on and we just try to get through it. I'm a fighter by nature. So I just, that's the way my father raised me. You just take it and you keep fighting. You don't give up. You just keep going. You keep going. You keep going. And sometimes it's good to take it and to be strong, but don't forget to to bring that to God and be like, why am I going through this? What is this about? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why is it always I'm losing out? Why is it always this? Don't forget to take that to God because he wants to have that conversation with you. God says, make all your petitions known. Now, some things are going to be left as a mystery because they belong to God. Mysteries belong to God. But a lot of times, especially if your relationship or your faith in him is on the line, he will provide you with the answer that you need for your relationship with him to move forward. So I I don't want to say that, oh, you know, that's it. You know, you're going through the loss. Just take it to God. And, you you know, because that's what everybody says. Just take it to God. Keep your eyes on him. No, you're human. You have feelings. God gave you those feelings. You are feeling messed up. You are feeling worse than you ever have. I remember the spirit, spirit of grief was so heavy on me when my father passed that I will wake up and realize that what I was living was a reality, that my father was really gone. And it felt like I was being stabbed in the heart and having a heart attack at the same time. Like the pain, the physical pain, which nobody talks about, the, the physical pain or the, the emotional pain that becomes physical pain because you're grieving so hard. 
it can consume you. Nobody talks about that. I remember I had God had moved me out of the state. I moved to Baltimore and I was just literally going through the motions. I would go to work in pain. I would come home in pain. I would go out with the friends I had made out there in pain, just everything. And you're just getting used to being in pain and suffering. So I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that God knows all. And sometimes situations happen that we know our side. We know what we experience. Do not take that and run with it. If you have a legitimate relationship with God, bring that to him. If you want to have a legitimate with legitimate relationship with God, bring that to him. And ask him straight up, yo, I was believing for this. You led me to believe that this was going to happen. What happened? What, what, what happened? And there were other instances where I, I experienced loss where God would tell me, you know, you were supposed to do X, Y, and Z, and you didn't do it. And that's why this happened. Or I never said that it was going to happen now. You thought that. That was your expectation. You need to keep believing. You need to keep fighting no matter what it looks like. And slowly but surely, as time went on, it was like, okay, I didn't lose out. I just had to stick it out and battle and keep believing, keep pursuing no matter what the circumstance was. Okay, I'll quickly give you the example of what I'm talking about. So... God had led me to go back to school. I had left law school because I found out that that was not my calling. God led me into teaching. I went through the whole program like butter. It was so easy. And that was how I knew God was with me because even in situations where it should have been challenging, he paved the way. He made my way plain. It was easy. So it came time for graduation. And because I didn't do a prerequisite, they were not going to allow me to graduate. They were not going to sign my, um, they were not going to confirm my degree. They were not going to sign off on my degree, which is crucial in getting your license. And I remember doing everything that I could talking my, my my mom talked to every I think one time she even called the the board I was like how did you even get the board <laughs> how did you even get the board <laughs> I don't know but she called a board member and was stating my case to them trying to get them to 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 do something and they would not budge they were like no she's gonna have to just wait until January And because I had gotten a teaching job, it was going to cost me my job if they did not budge. And they were not budging. Like, it was literally no after no after no. I wrote to the president of the university, and she told me no. And very nice, like a very nice, long, drawn-out letter just told me, no, it ain't going to happen, basically. So after reading that letter, after doing all that I knew what to do, I got pissed. I was like, God, what are you doing? You led me to this situation and I'm not even going to graduate. It's like, I'm always going through something. I just was going off of him. And then I got, you know, because sometimes you can get beside yourself. So I brought myself back down and I was like, God, if this is what you would have me to do, 
you know what I'm saying? Or if this is how you're going to do it, I'm not saying I'm going to leave this time. But I'm just saying, I don't know how we're going to get past this. I said, because I was believing you to do this. And he told me through my mother to keep fighting. Had I not prayed, had I just been like, oh, God dropped the ball again. Had I not brought my disappointment to him, I would have given up. But God told me to keep fighting. And when I tell you I kept fighting, I kept pushing. They told me, no, my mother, who is amazing, she kept fighting. She kept pushing. And she, I mean, I would go to meetings with whoever, you know, sitting in what chair and what title. And they would just tell me no, 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 and no to my face. I'm telling them like, I'm going to lose my job if you don't do this. And they were like, "Mm, sorry, maybe you can substitute teach. And I was just like, no, that's not what God told me. He told me he would give me his best. He told like, it was just so, it was so difficult. And I went to another meeting with the same guy who told me no, and it didn't go well. And I remember just leaving. I just walked out. I just walked out the thing because he was trying to tell me the same thing he had told me before, and I just walked out. And I remember my mom had reached out to um, a lady who had just gotten that position, and for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit really did a work in her because she went the extra mile and she called me. And I, <laughs> when I tell you I was through, I know I'm all over the place, but when I tell you I was through, I was sitting out in my car in my apartment, couldn't even get out the car, just crying, looking at the the the, the sky like, this is for the birds. Like, what? Like, this is how you do your people, God? Like, what? These, these are thoughts that's going through my head. I'm just being transparent. This is how I am. And the, she called me, and I almost didn't answer, and I answered the phone, and she was like, are you, do you, she had asked me something, and she was like, do you still have the notes from a class that you took, because I remember I was trying every way, and so I ended up taking a class that wasn't accredited, and I was trying to see if they would honor it so I could graduate, so they could honor my um, prerequisite being fulfilled. And I told her, yes, I still had the notes, but I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, I already told you that it's not going to work because they wouldn't honor it. And she said, well, there's a, a, a history professor that says that he will let you do a two-week independent study. You'll have to, he'll ask you questions on, on this course. You'll respond and he will, he'll sign off on your, your prerequisites so it'll be satisfied. And she said, and we're not going to charge you for it. She's like, that course is usually $1,200, but we're not going to charge you for it. It'll be free of charge. When I tell you I lost it and I'm not even really like a, a crier for real. That's not really, I don't know. I, I'm working through it, but that's just not me. But when I tell you I bawled, like I couldn't even, she was like, and I'm trying to hold it in. She's like, are you still there? I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I just kept saying, thank you. Thank you so much. I got off that phone and cried. And I'm talking about, you, you know, like when you cry so much, you can't even see straight. 
I called my mom. Couldn't even get it out. I said, they, they said, they said, they said. She was like, they said what? Because my mom, you know, I, I hope you have a mother like that. But my mom is on 10. If somebody messed with her baby, <laughs> she like, they said what? Who I need to call? What they said? And I said, no, no, no. They said that I could t- do this independent study and they were going to pay for it. And I don't have to pay anything. God worked it out. Like he worked it out. And I really needed to see God do that for me because I began to doubt if he would. I knew that he could because I had seen him do it for other people. But I, it had been a while since he had did something like that for me. So I began to doubt. But I said all of that to say that there are people who believe God for a degree, believe God for to pass a certain test, believe God for anything, healing, whatever. And it looked like God let you down. It looked like it's the end of the road. It looked like God missed it again. And I'm going through this again. Take that to God and ask him what happened. Don't just take it as an L and roll with it. That's what I always did. But it wasn't until I started taking my disappointments to God. It wasn't until I started taking. Sorry, I'm getting emotional now. It wasn't until I started taking my disappointments to God that he began to reveal to me what really happened. Because God's word is truth. What he says is true. So there were times where I dropped the ball. I didn't do X, Y, and Z. And he told me that. And I was able to correct it so that it was no longer a a loss. There were times, like with getting my degree, that I needed to keep fighting in spite of what I saw and believe past what the circumstance was for me to see that victory. So don't just take it as an L and live with your disappointment. Take that disappointment to God in prayer and ask him, and he will tell you. Sorry, that was kind of long. Um, so the, the last category of people that God showed me was the people who want a relationship with God, you believe in God, you want to be close to you, but it's like your feet won't move. And so you you go to church, or maybe you don't go to church, you, you're a member of the Bedside Baptist, and you have these weekly encounters or these weekly experiences, I shouldn't even say an encounter, you have these weekly experiences with God, and it lights a fire in your spirit for a moment. And then you go throughout your weeks, you go throughout your days, and he seems far from you. And so you experience God through a a gate. And the time that I really struggled with this Um, was when God was pushing me forward 
pushing me closer to him, drawing me closer to him, and I could not do it. It was like something was holding me back. I knew what he wanted me to do, what he wanted me to step out on, but I just couldn't do it. And it was fear. It was fear keeping me back. Me specifically. Again, you're going to take this to God and he's going to reveal to you what it is. But for me, it was fear because me specifically, God was pushing me into doing things like this and pushing me to getting the word about him out and pushing me to talk openly about God and about life experiences. And I am an introvert. And I don't like that. It's very uncomfortable for me to put myself out there. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And that's what I would tell him. And so after a while, that fear would keep me from from moving my feet. And I could hear him. I could feel him like, come closer. Come to me. I have something for you. Specifically to me, he was telling me to come up higher. And that would mean for me to leave everything behind, to leave my friends behind to leave my family behind. And in my mind, and I know that this sounds crazy, but I never wanted to be one of those Jesus freaks, you know what I'm talking about? Where they're just like, oh, everything, everything is God. Everything has to do with God, which it it usually does. But you know what I'm talking about where you go to these people and, you know, you could talk about the stoplight was short. And you're like, oh, it was God's will that we didn't go through the stoplight right when we should have. So we praise God. Like, I never wanted to be one of those people. They just kind of seemed out of touch. They just kind of seemed weird. I didn't want to be those people. That was my fear. That was my fear of being so out of touch, being so rigid, being so filled with God that I was no longer relatable to other people. That was my fear. And I remember I went, or being like a churchy churcher, I didn't want to be that either. So I remember I was in a bar. (laughs) Don't judge me. I was in a bar, this was a couple years ago, and I was with some friends. And I was sitting next to a man, and my friends um, were laughing at him, like making fun of him, making fun of other people in the bar, And, you know, I was just enjoying my drink, listening to the music, whatever, whatever. And he looked at me and he said, you're a church girl, aren't you? And I was low-key offended. like, (laughs) And I was like, well, I think I said, you could say that, or I guess probably um, knowing that I am a follower of God. I do love God, but I just didn't like the way that he said it. I didn't like and it wasn't even, he didn't even mean it in a negative way, but I just didn't like, I didn't like the title. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't like that title and, or the label. And I forgot what I said, but it was something like, oh, I guess, or you could say that. And he said, yeah, I can tell. He's like, cause you're not like those other girls. And he was talking about my friends. And then he got up, paid for his drink and walked out. And that still sticks with me to this day because he saw that I had a light about me. There was something about me that did not fit with the people I was around, that did not fit in that bar, that did not fit where I was. 
And even though, and that's a struggle that I still fight with, even though sometimes I try to make it fit, it didn't fit. And he was like basically calling me out on it, like, yeah, what you doing here? You ain't supposed to be here. Um, And so for the people who are struggling with that, and for you it may not be fair, that may not be the thing that's holding you back. For you it might be disappointment, maybe you believe God for something, or maybe you believed um, in somebody in the church and they did something that kind of shook you and you can't get past it. I don't know. Maybe you're afraid of who you'll be without all that you have right now, without the friends that you have, without the status that you have, whatever. If you are in that place where your feet are stuck and God is calling you forward, the only thing that's going to break you through is just like with the other ones. The only thing that's going to change that is an encounter with God. For me, because I was battling fear, and there's a scripture in the Bible that says that perfect love, which God is, it drives out all fear. So I had to have an encounter with God for him to just be like, look, I am for you. It don't matter who rides with you as long as I'm there. And I had to sit before that and really challenge myself. Like, why do I care what my friends think? Or not even, because I don't even think they really would care for real, but like, why is my perception of what they would think uh, an issue with me moving forward with this? And he revealed to me that I just have to, I have to let go. And God has to be at the forefront of everything everything. I have to let it all go. And that the fear was keeping me from letting it go. And the only thing that kind of released me from that fear, which I still, every once in a while, I was like, I don't really really want to go there. I don't really, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. I don't want to be one of those type of people. Is my encounter with God? Is me being in his face and him showing me his heart? Is him showing me that he is for me? Who could be against me? So I said all this to say this whole entire long drawn out, hopefully it's not too long, but this whole entire series message, um, whatever it's going to end up being is just for you to know if you identify with any of those people in those categories that your encounter. God is waiting on you to encounter him, to bring you through that, what you're feeling, that, that you're going through, that church hurt, the doubts about God, if he's even real, the, um, the disappointment, the, the tremendous loss, or even just, you got cold feet, you're not really sure what to do. It's the encounter with him that's going to break you through that. And in church, we have this tendency to <laughs> to use these big words, child, that ultimately could be said in 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 little kid words or or in simple words. And when I say encounter, I just mean taking it to him in your quiet time and asking him, going before him. And talking to him, not even going before, because that sounds crazy sometimes. Sometimes you go before God. No, just talk to him. When you're in your car, turn your music off real quick. 
and just be like, look, God, I'm going through this. I feel this. I feel like you did this and you should have done this. And I need for you to give me some answers. And I will bet money that he will do that. Or if you're getting dressed, just quietly turn off your music, whatever you're doing, stop for a second and just be like, okay, God, I believe what my mama said. You've done certain things that makes me think that you're real, but I need for you to show up to me and prove to me that you are real. And I believe that he will do that without, without question. Or if you're going through something that you feel like you can't get out of, or you, if you feel like you're bogged down, the spirit of heaviness is real. The spirit of grief is real, and you're fighting through those things. Take it before God and find out what happened in that situation so he can give you new perspective. Sometimes that'll set you free. And then also ask to be free from those things. You don't have to be. Those spirits don't have rights to be in your life. But you have to take it before God. He has to give you instructions. And he wants to give you instructions. He wants to see you on the other side of this thing. But I think a lot of times we see God, we have problems with God, and we take it up with men. So a case in point would be, I don't believe God is real. So I'm going to go and I'm going to argue and debate God's realness with other people (laughs) and not take it up with him. The only person that can verify that God is real is God himself. And he will do that for you. I am a witness. The only person that can explain to you why that loss happened, why the thing that you thought was going to happen didn't happen is God. Not man. I can't do it. I'm not even going to try because he can do a better job. So if this resonated with you at all, (laughs) I would like to pray for you. Um, I would like for you to reach out to me um, because God put this on my heart. So I believe that there's people out there that this is a serious thing for them. It is, it has arrested their spirit and they can't get past it. So um, I will, I don't even know how to do this. I'm not really technology savvy. Oh, okay, let me think. You can email me um, at contact at boldlybecomingbetter.org or you can, I'm on IG um, my organization's on IG. It's at Boldly Becoming Better. You can DM me. Um, and I may even do a prayer request link for this where you just submit your prayer request and your name. You don't even have to give any detailed information. But I would like to pray for you. Um, and if you want more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you want more insight as to what I did or how I went about going before God to get the answers that I needed, to get the breakthrough that I needed in this area. I would love to share that with you. So you can reach out to me for that as well. And I just thank you for listening, if you've been listening this long. (laughs) And I appreciate you taking your time out. And I just hope you have a blessed week. 
And yeah, talk to you later.